Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Every week we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeist, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax, and get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hi guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. It is Easter weekend and hope you guys all had a great holiday and that the Easter Bunny came and visited all you guys and you got fat and happy with all of your chocolate and Easter eggs and maybe some ham and whatever else you guys do for celebrating Easter. I hope it was a good one. We have a good number of stories to get to this week, so let's go ahead and jump right into that. Our first story of the evening comes from Wendy, and she has titled it Canadian Ghost. Okay, Wendy, let's see what you sent to us. When I first moved into my apartment, it was just my one-year-old and myself living there. Everyone who visited me had experiences there, and many were scared off. I know someone who had previously lived there upstairs, but she no longer resided there when I moved in. My apartment had a door off the kitchen going to the basement, which the landlord allowed me to use to hang laundry to dry on some ropes. The layout of the entire place was kind of strange, but I needed the space as I was expecting another child. It didn't take long for me to start experiencing strange things. Within the first month, for example, keys were flying off the key holders, hitting my guests in the face while on their way into the washroom, which was off of one of the bedrooms. My boyfriend at the time all of a sudden just took a swing with his fists in midair and swore something had grabbed him around the neck. Nothing was visible, but he said he felt it. We later broke up, so I took in a boarder who claimed she was often being touched or could hear voices. She moved out. Another moved in, and she also had experiences of being touched. My clothes would mysteriously vanish, and one time my jogging pants somehow ended up in the kitchen sink with water and soap, which I discovered in the morning. One time I came home to the fire trucks outside the house. There was a fire in my apartment, and somehow a pot of spaghetti was able to get onto a burner, turned on, and caused the fire. No one was hurt, but three other people witnessed me taking the leftover spaghetti and putting it away in the refrigerator. So, how did it get onto the stove and turned on by itself, I will never know. Other, even more ominous things happened. My toddler became deathly ill suddenly and nearly died while living there. Two miscarriages occurred to two different tenants in the house in the upstairs apartment. My son was in the hospital for weeks with a mysterious illness nearly taking his life. My daughter came to visit one weekend and she somehow ended up sleeping on the living room chair. I found her there around 5 a.m. She claimed a man carried her to the chair. There was no man. When my second child was born, he screamed day and night. 
No doctors could figure out why. My friends who were native brought their child over who was a seer. They told me if anything was in that apartment, they would know by her actions. She cried all night in fear. They claimed she could see evil spirits. The lights would always flicker on and off, and the landlord would accuse me of always leaving the basement lights on when I had not even been in the basement. I wasn't even home the day that happened. I finally got fed up with this place. There was a mail slot on my wooden front door where the mailman would shoot the mail into me. In the middle of the night, I would hear three knocks on my door around 3 a.m., and no one would answer when I called out to see who was there. Only the mail slot would move up as if someone were placing mail into it. I decided to send both my boys to stay with their grandmothers for a bit. Both boys' health improved, so I decided to leave there and move away. Years later, while on Facebook, I came across the lady who I once met years earlier who lived in that house in the apartment directly above me before I moved in. I asked her if anything ever happened while she lived there. She said yes, there was an old man who often would be standing at the foot of her bed when she woke up, and things were often moved around and out of place. I believe that something in that house tried to kill my babies because when the doctors examined them, both babies were sick and anemic, almost to the point of heart failure and for no apparent reason. So we decided to have my daughter also examined as well because she had been visiting on weekends. And she too, the same thing, iron deficiency. As soon as we moved with nothing else changing, all of my children's health improved dramatically and stayed that way. I'm not sure how or why whatever was there was causing this. I'm just glad to not be there anymore. Wow, Wendy, that is an awesome story. Uh, it does sound like you had some funky stuff going on there. And uh, just to let you know, the sign of the three knocks, uh, things happening at 3 a.m., things seem to be associated with the number three is usually a really bad sign of a negative entity. So it is a good thing that you got out of there. And I don't know how much that was actually affecting the health of your children, but the fact that you got them out of there and their health improved is always a good sign. And glad to hear that they're doing okay. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. It was a great story. Okay, our next story comes to us from Erica, and she has titled it, the girl with no legs. Wow, that sounds uh, kind of creepy just from the title. Let's see what you sent to us, Erica. I moved into a townhouse in the north end of Toronto in January of 2000. It only took two weeks of living there before I began to experience some odd things. The first one I remember was hearing my dryer door slam. I was quite freaked out. Then a few days later, I was folding laundry also by the dryer, and I felt something rub on my leg. I ran down my stairs and never folded laundry in that area again. I had a lot of problems with my lights turning on and off by themselves. Sometimes I couldn't even turn on a light. It just wouldn't turn on. But when I went to change the light bulb, it would suddenly start working. I heard my cupboard doors open and close. I had 
Many people say that when they went to my bathroom, my closet door would be closed, and when they came out of the bathroom, it would be open. A lot of people felt a presence while being in my home. I no longer reside there, but I did stay there for almost five years. I moved out when things got really bad. I saw what seemed to be a ball of smoke forming in my living room. It only appeared for about five seconds, and then it was gone. I began to hear a lot of things being moved around in my daughter's room when she wasn't home. I heard a glass smash, and when I went upstairs to investigate, I found a broken glass shattered on my hallway floor. The thing that scared me the most was my daughter running to me with the most frightened look on her face, saying that a mean girl was sitting on my chair and she was scared of her. She said the girl had no legs, so she couldn't say how old she was. Needless to say, I moved away shortly thereafter. Whoa, Erica, that was kind of a creepy little story there. I think if I had an experience where either myself or one of my kids came to me and they said that they saw a ghost of a girl sitting in a chair with no legs, um, I would probably move out too. So I think you made the best decision there uh, to move as soon as that happened. Uh, smoke forming, things like that, is never a good sign. And the rest of the stuff is pretty classic haunting activity that you had there with the cabinets opening and closing by themselves, things like that. But it did sound like you had a lot of activity going on and kind of glad that you got out of there. It sounded like it was not going to be a good situation for anybody involved. But hey, I appreciate you sharing your story with us and thank you very much. Okay, our last story of the evening comes to us from Mark and he has titled it The Ghost of a Little Girl. Okay, Mark, let's see what you have got for us. The evening was warm, with the sun starting to set for the night. Before I settled in, I always made sure to refill my dog's water bowl. Walking out through the inside patio was another side door that led to the outside patio, which also had a door that went into the garage. We always had the garage open for the dog. Walking out to refill the water bowl, I called out the dog's name, Nikki, but she never came, which was strange being that as soon as she heard the door, she was always there waiting to be greeted. So here I am filling a pitcher to take to the garage for Nikki's water refill. I walked into the garage and poured the water where there I saw Nikki sitting and looking up to the high corner. I called her name, but she turned around back to the corner and wagged her tail as if someone was playing with her. I called her name once again and the same thing happened. She looked at me and then turned quickly around to wag her tail while looking at the high corner. It was then that I felt a feeling of coldness. By this time I had goosebumps and slowly turned away to walk out the garage to go inside the house. It was at this time that I could actually walk out to the garage door fully. Something caught my ear. There I am, standing there to make sure I wasn't hearing things. I stood there listening, waiting, and again it was heard. A little girl singing a song. The song had no words, but the tune was sung in La La's, 
I stood there not believing what I was hearing and realized that the little girl singing was coming from the high corner that the dog kept looking up to. At this moment, I practically entered the house in an instant. I waited till my parents had gotten home and told them of my experience. Months passed, during which time the garage was enclosed and made into a den. It was then that we started to experience noises and little footsteps walking down halls. One morning as I awoke to get some breakfast started, walking down the hall and turning to the kitchen, my eyes caught something. There, sitting in a chair, was a little girl with reddish hair and wearing a blue dress. She looked around the age of five years old. I have always described the little girl as something you would see in the show Little House on the Prairie. Her image was that of the early 1800s, somewhat of the Wild West times. As quick as I saw her, she vanished, but I had enough time to know what I saw. I had mentioned it to my mom, and it was then that she told me she had seen the little girl as well a few days before. What makes this experience even more strange is that my mom described this little girl exactly how I saw her. We had experiences of her moving things, walking down the halls, singing, but nothing could have surprised me more than when I was alone on my computer one night. I was sitting there on my computer and I thought I heard something. Sure enough, I heard little footsteps coming down the hall, but being that I had heard all this before, I kind of blew it off and continued sending emails. It was then that I heard as clear as could be the little girl saying, Daddy, where are you, Daddy? I've never been so shocked in my life. I was startled beyond anything I had ever experienced. Days would come and go, and we would see and hear her, but when you experience something like this, you get to the point where it's just a normal thing in life. One morning, my mom was getting ready in her bathroom when she felt someone kind of tug on her pant leg, kind of like what a child does to get your attention. This was the first time that the little girl actually made physical contact, like touching someone. It was then that my mom told the little girl that she needed to go into the light where she should be. A few years have passed and now I live out of state, but my mom does say that the little girl listened to her because there is no more experiences nor sightings. Wow, Mark, that was a creepy story. I've got to be honest with you. I got goosebumps just reading it. That was awesome. Uh, full body apparitions are not the most common thing in the world of hauntings. And sound like you had a recurrent one, which was amazing. Um, the fact that you and your mom described the same little girl definitely lends credence to both of you guys experiencing something and it not just being your imagination or something like that. Not that I would think with that amount of activity that you would ever be just imagining something, but you kind of ran the whole gamut with the haunting uh, escapades there with the uh, the footsteps and the singing and the full-bodied apparitions and finally the your mom getting her pants kind of tugged on. Sounds like uh, it was not exactly a dull place to live and you made the statement that Oh, it just kind of gets normal when you're around it all the time. And I've been in 
very haunted houses and lived in them. And I, I don't think I would ever describe it as feeling normal. You, you might get used to it a little bit and just kind of just understand what's going on. But I have never once experienced, oh, this is just blase, nothing real exciting happening. It's just the regular old ghost stuff. Never, never have I experienced that before, but, uh, I'd really appreciate you sharing your story with us, Mark. That was an incredible experience that you had. And thank you again for sharing that. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this week's episode of true paranormal, the podcast. I would like to thank, uh, Mark and Wendy and Erica for sharing your stories with us you guys are absolute rock stars and we really appreciate that and i'd like to thank all you guys for joining us this week and every week you guys keep tuning in and we'll keep doing the show how's that deal work out for you um i would like to say that if you listen to us on itunes uh if you would give us a rating and a review and make sure to subscribe to new and our older episodes too we have a lot of our older episodes that Maybe some of you newer listeners haven't heard, and they're all great stuff. So make sure to check those out if you get a chance. If you are on Facebook, which I guess pretty much everybody is these days, if you would check out our page, True Paranormal, the podcast, and give us a like. And if you'd like to share your story with us, that's the best place to do it. Just hit that message button or hit the email us button there and just jot down your story to us and you could hear it on one of our future broadcasts and boom you're a superstar how's that sound um also if you have any comments or any questions the facebook page is the best place to do that just uh, shoot us a comment or uh, comment on this episode or shoot us a question we'll be glad to answer it as soon as we get a chance which because i live a fairly boring lifestyle and have a lot of free time on my hands it would be pretty quick for me to get back to you guys. So uh, be sure to do that if you have any questions or comments. In the meantime, again, I would like to thank you guys for joining us this week and every week. And be sure to join us next week for another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. Mm-hmm.